the XYZ Podcast, where we talk about entertainment and the creative process. I'm Eco, I'm the Y. I'm Zach, I'm the Z. And our X Factor this week is... Ba-ba-da-da, ba-ba-da-da, I'm doing it differently this week. Eric, Eric Skull. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? I, what's I, up? I, I, I'm so touched by that intro. I don't know how I'm going to ever live up to it on this episode. <laughs> that was such a good intro. That we, oh, I've never had like the verbal ba 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 kind of thing before. Like, Normally yeah. I do the pa 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 that kind of noise, but yeah. for whatever reason it wasn't coming to me. And so that trumpet noise. Yeah, yeah, very like, medieval times like, like intro. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I think I want to do that from now on. Yeah, I think I prefer that. Uh, now, now before we get into it, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, you guys better. Yeah. Share with friends. It's yeah, yeah. Five stars on iTunes and five stars I don't know how they rate on SoundCloud, but but give us give us a high rating on SoundCloud. Um like us. Please. Please, pretty place. <laughs> Anyways, we've got Eric on yeah, this Thank week. you guys so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank sure. you. Thanks you're for you're a podcast superstar. Podcast yeah. mogul. Or, <laughs> <laughs> that word again. There it is. Uh, I got to thank Carlos. I got to text him. Go. Thank you so much. Man. That's such a good word. Uh, that's not true. I mean, it kind of is. Like, okay, fine. I can see where he would say that. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I should intrude myself to listeners. So I'm, <laughs> Shut up. I'm, I'm Eric Skull. Hosting I, for us. I have. Uh, oh wait, isn't this the point? No, where no. You're please, like, you do it. Talk about yourself no, to the thing. This is exactly. You see, you're doing it on me. No, I'm just trying to be humble and like, oh, I'm not going to talk myself up. You, you guys should talk about. No, me. I okay. want you to talk about you because you're going to talk about you better than we can talk about. Yeah, because I'm going to downplay like the massive like 13 years of podcasting and all. That <laughs> yeah, you're going to downplay all. Downplay not all talk about it. You're going to be real humble. Talk about it. Your 13 years. I have a Harry Potter podcast that's been going since 2005. It's called MuggleCast. Uh, we're doing weekly episodes still. We talk about Harry Potter, latest news, theories, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's um, really the, the like a, the apple of my eye kind of thing. It's I, I love to do it. It's, it's not my day job, but it's certainly, you know, my, my sort of prime hobby, um, which I'm proud of. And uh, on this, I'm, that's not the only podcast I do. I've, uh, I edit and improvise Star Trek podcasts, yep. which I know you guys have been to some live shows yep. before. In Chicago, and that's yeah. like a Chicago-based group, so they're super great. And yeah, the intersection of improv and sci-fi and comedy, really just all the great stuff. And podcasts. That's good stuff. Yeah, so uh, that's those are the main ones. Oh, and I edit a, a human resources podcast uh, from two HR managers here in Chicago as well called HR Unconfidential. And that's what I'm coming here to plug, uh, oh, because yeah. we need more listens over there. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued now. Are you guys telling HR stories, uh, telling tales out of school, as you would? Well, there are uh, some HR stories, but these, uh, the two ladies who do it, Gina and Taria, have been uh, HR managers for uh, more than a decade uh, in Chicago, and are you know covering some topics. This would have helped you out on the job hunt. I'm sad I didn't come Probably, sooner. Recently, man, I should have asked. But yeah. I'm uh, glad that you uh, found. New thing. So, oh yeah, man. As you were saying earlier. Yeah, I, I was. I was just telling Eric that uh, I got I got fired early this year, and then uh, I'm working now. I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, for a, a food delivery ha- app you may have heard of. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's me. The, the app rhymes with love, bro. That's 
Well, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> love rub? Love rub. What rhymes with love rub's not a thing? Yeah, it is. It's not, it's not You've never ordered food off of love rub? Love rub? Sounds like I'd be ordering like a, an escort or something oh, off of love man. rub. But, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, well, I, I, you know, I met you guys, I guess we should say this probably too, but through the, the IO, through the, uh, yeah, the yeah, Chicago yeah. comedy community. And That's right. Like about 95% of our guests. I know, everybody, <laughs> like, everybody yeah. on your show like, went through IO with us. I love it. Pretty much, yeah. But all my favorite people. That's yeah. really the greatest thing. Yeah. I remember, was our first class level three with Joran? I feel like that's probably, when I first yeah. met you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because who do you have for level two? Uh, yeah. I think I, I only. Oh yeah, Mary Kate. Yes, yeah. yes, Mary Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Do we have the same class in performance level? I think that was the only class I actually had with you. Are you sure? Because we had like, didn't we have five with? Uh, didn't we have five as well? Craig. Craig. Did we have Craig. No, I didn't have Craig. Yeah, I, I yeah, guess Craig. just for just performance level. Performance level. level. Yeah. But I'd known you before from. I think it was just one of those get-togethers with three, maybe or something. Yeah. 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 It's all everybody kind of knows each other. I'm bad at knowing people, but most people know each other. <laughs> most people know each other. I mean, you, had, you didn't really know Kelsey before last episode. Actually. I did not. That was my first time. Like, I had which Kelsey walked uh, by her. Felber? Yeah, Felber. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. known her since level one. Yeah. I've known her since the last time we recorded an episode of this podcast. <laughs> oh, cool. We're Facebook friends now. Oh, that's great. Ooh. That's great. That's that's a real friendship. Yeah, she's great. She was great. I think that's a great episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should listen to it. I'm talking to the audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will also check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, please do. Apparently, you've only listened to the Alexa episode. Well, so Not far, our whole so backlog. So hey, so I just, you know, I meant to, I actually didn't know it was up and running. And then you guys were like, hey, you want to be on? I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Backlogs are real, oh, right? Man. Yeah. He doesn't know it's up and running. We need to. We need to advertise. Maybe, maybe post. Maybe make a post on social or something. I mean, we keep trying. Maybe, maybe we gotta pay money to post on social. Maybe oh, no, no, I might no, throw. No, be, yeah, no, I might no. throw five dollars one week just no, to check it out. No, I'm no, gonna no. do it. No, like the the before we do anything with that, we actually pay money. We should just do like just post your normal random everyday shit, like that stuff that would go on your Facebook story or something like that. Oh yeah, like just do that and just you know. Put your own name in it. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That. Those that. algorithms are always changing too. So like you can't yeah. even see like your friends' posts. Oh yeah. And also I'm, I'm I don't not, even look at Facebook. I'm not on Facebook as often as I like used to be. Yeah. yeah. So I can't like see posts and stuff. But yeah, it's great to be here. It's great to have you, man. Yes. I gotta I gotta correct something, uh, because I feel like it's gonna be a lie that festers, but early right. in the earlier in the episode you said like two minutes ago, you said we've both seen your improvised Star Trek. I need to be honest with you, dude. I haven't seen it. I was but doing I it's a great. collective you to give you an out. Oh man, that was what uh, it was. Because Eco's, oh, no. Eco's been to a couple of the live shows, <laughs> oh, including the two hundredth. That's the only one, actually. That's the only one you went. Yeah, to? the other one, I, 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 I just like. Oh, you got said lost. you were gonna come, and, and I just got lost. Oh, uh, because I, I remember putting a ticket aside yeah, for the last time. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But I should never have admitted. Eco, I'm no, sorry. no, you absolutely shouldn't have. That was a, that was a gift that I gave you. Mm. That you were just like, no, wow. I got to be honest. Well, you got to go see Improvised Star Trek. They're playing yeah. at C two E two in a couple weeks. The convention that's okay. just over at McCormick. I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Nobody's from Chicago. Nobody in Chicago is from Chicago. So. That's a good point. That's true. I'm not uh, that's from a good Chicago point. either. Good. I'm not from Chicago, but I know of C two E two. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then, uh, so that's their next live show. But Eco actually redeemed himself and suggested the title for the 200. That's true. As yeah. well. That's oh, true. Yeah. Free Fallen. Oh, free Fallen. Free Fallen. Yeah. Which I thought they did some good stuff with. They so. did. Yeah, they did. That's yeah. a great word. Yeah. You were satisfied as a, as a, as a title suggestion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for okay, sure. Cool, cool. That's always good to hear. I think I could be wrong, and we can edit this out if I'm wrong. But I think I used to have an improv teacher who used to be on Improvised Star Trek, and then she moved to L.A. You mean Mary Marquette? Kate, but London? Huh? Yeah, I think you just said it. Irene Marquette. Irene Marquette. Oh. Yeah. You oh. used to have... I had her for Annoyance Level 1, oh. and she was great. We were her last Annoyance class, and then she moved. Yeah, they were ahead of it. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. no, Irene's great. She's in She's in L.A. working for Kay Cannon. Yeah. yeah, that's what she told us all, that she was moving <laughs> into Kay Cannon's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she played uh, Captain Baxter's uh, longtime girlfriend, Lady Cola. Sounds very She's on the first 126 episodes, give or take. The ones but that, but yeah. I should also That's a specific number. Missed. I know the, I know that backlog back like back back by hand. Yeah. That's impressive. But I should also mention that we both had Mary Kate, so she's you know she's yeah. She's also on okay. Yeah. I've had two improvised uh improvised. Yeah, yeah. improvised Star Trek is surrounding you, dude. If you if you're not careful, they're just gonna <laughs> slowly smother you. You have so many people who are on that show. Yeah, Derek, was... Derek's been on. Yeah, Derek's been on. Oh my god. I need to I need to get into this. Okay, wait. So first of all, you brought us on your list, list of topics. I'm skipping a hundred billion things oh, right now okay, okay. to talk about Star Trek. Yeah. But I've been yeah. super into Star Trek recently. Okay. And I feel like I need to talk about it. Hell yeah. And I feel like it was okay. on your list. Yeah. We gotta talk about it. Yeah, for sure. I, I should clarify with the podcast, I didn't start I wasn't there from the beginning. Okay. I, actually, I came pretty later. Uh I had seen a couple I met them I met them at a convention at the Creation Entertainment Star Trek convention, which is at, like, the Westin O'Hare mm-hmm. every year, except they haven't, they're not doing them anymore <gasps> in Chicago. They're focusing on Las Vegas, which is their bread and butter every year. But mm-hmm. um, I met the guys there. They had a booth. I didn't know it was a thing. I had my podcast. I had the Harry Potter podcast, and I met them, and they had, basically, their, they, they had this really cool uh, foam board mock-up of their ship, of, like, the ship on the show. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, a, a full schematic, like, Elkar's schematic, which mm-hmm. is their... The style of... So you yes. watch TNG? Or... I, so, I'm still... I just started season five of TNG. That's all oh, I've seen. Okay. Is, is TNG. All TNG, and then... Or, or, or the first five seasons of TNG, and then only TNG, right? Uh, I watched some Enterprise as a kid. I've okay. seen scattered episodes of other sure, sure, sure. series, but I don't remember them. Okay, that's well. great. Well, you know, the computer system, like, whenever they have to push a button or something, it's yeah. very colorful. It's, like, bright orange, like a light pastel pink and light yep. blue. Yeah. Whenever, you know, in the, in the white writing, that's Elkar's. So it's, like, okay. they, they had, like, a schematic of their ship up. And an open MacBook, and the open MacBook was open to a web page that was just a dialogue box that was like, give us a suggestion for a title. And then they were there in uniform, just like talking to people and introducing themselves. They were doing the hustle, man. That's what you got to do. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I submitted an episode title right there for met them, went to a couple live shows, and then asked them if they needed any help editing. So there's there's five editors of the show Yeah. Uh, yeah. now. And, so um, not all the work is on you. Uh, right, to, right. We yeah. split the workload because it's it's a big, you know, sort of massive thing for a thirty minute podcast. It's yeah. it's an audio drama, you know. So adding in atmosphere, sound effects, yeah. and music is an all consuming uh, sort of thing. But it's a lot of fun. So I I joined after episode I think eighty five. It just aired. My first episode as editor was ninety five Operation Brunch, which was called. And basically every five or so episodes since then. Anyway, so awesome. Star, Star Trek, you wanted to talk about some yeah. I mean, just real quick, a uh, little tag on that. 
Uh, would, is there an episode you would recommend as like a starter episode for a regular for the for the show for improvised yeah. Star Trek? Oh, improvised Star Trek! I God, I can only recommend. You know, it's funny because the the episodes have come and gone, and so many of them are real good. But I always go back to the one that I started on, okay, which yeah. was eighty five, the search for sock. <laughs> I mean, it, it's great. just such a good. I don't know. It's a joke. Obviously, it's a pun on it for people who know the movies, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, search for Spock. Search for Spock. Search for Spock. Yeah. Hijinks on the ship. You know, it's that's, that's a good one. That's a good episode to start with. It got me started. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, sure. And uh, then I will be a fan. Well, I would say, yeah, finish finish up TNG. Uh, finish TNG first? Well, not finish. I mean, nothing, <laughs> nothing's really a spoiler, but if you if you do finish TNG, you'll appreciate a lot of the humor. Yeah. You'll just get it more. Although, I, the, epi- the show is not isolating to people who aren't Star Trek fans. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's really important that I communicate that. Because it's, <laughs> people see the title and they're like, oh, I don't know Star Trek, I can't listen. It's an office comedy set in space. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. all it is. And it's, it works the way improv works. And you guys know how improv works intimately. It's yes. just yes and the whole way through. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, improv- anything that's improvised blank, I feel like, generally is pretty accessible to even non-fans of whatever that thing is. I'm sure yeah. there are exceptions to the rule as there sure. are anything. Yeah, because improv is, sp- is supposed to connect to that human yeah. connection, right? So yeah. It's supposed to kind of, yeah. And also, you're making it up all on the spot. Like, you're, it's not going to be, like, some sort of heavy network of past... I mean, it might be some past references, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it, it's not too heavy a load for a new listener or viewer or whatever. Yeah. A new audience member. Absolutely. Yeah. So who's your favorite Star Trek character? <laughs> get really Ooh, real quick. That's go, real get, in, get in here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, uh, what, what shows have you seen? I've seen all of them except the animated series and, and uh, the new one. Uh, Discovery. Discovery. You yes. haven't seen any of Discovery? No, I haven't seen okay. any episode yet. I just busy and gets well, lost. No judges. It's, it's you know, it's yeah, it gets lost for me. But yeah, I've seen all the original series, all the movies. TNG, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, every episode. Yeah. I got it all because it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I went on a binge at some point. I had a, lot of free, yeah. I had a lot of free time at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. twice as much as I've seen, too. Like, honestly, like I've seen, I started with TNG uh-huh. and then went and saw all of Voyager, yeah. which I really enjoyed. And then I'm on, uh, Derek and I actually are watching uh, DS9. DS9. We're on, like, season, we're like five seasons in. Dude, that's uh, yeah. I feel like I've heard from so many people that DS9 is their favorite. Like DS9 a lot of like a lot of the for me a lot of hardcore fans. I, I'm hearing that. Yeah, like that or like TNG. Obviously, I feel like connects more with like a wider audience. I yeah, know. I think that's exactly it. The way that uh, improvised Star Trek guys have said it in the past is that TNG is their favorite series. A lot of them grew up with it, uh-huh. but DS9 is the best series. Okay, yeah. DS9 did something the other Star Treks, even Voyager, didn't do, which was serialized storytelling, like, specific. They would have, they would have, like, six or eight episode arcs where you would not want to tune in any given week Mm -hmm. in the, in the, in DS9's, like, sixth season because you, it's like your first jumping off point. You just wouldn't understand. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, there's so much going on, but it ties together really nicely, too. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's a great... Uh, that is my favorite series, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, the way I put it is that, like, 
the TNG has higher highs, but also has lower lows. <laughs> and then like DS- Armus and uh, yeah. <laughs> to, we can name a few. Yeah, and then like DS Nine is very consistent all the way through, and just yeah, it's it's a great. And the characters are are much more well drawn, I think, actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah, my my favorite character actually since so yeah is actually um is Cisco. Is a, oh a cool captain. yeah, yeah my he's favorite. the DS Nine captain, captain right? Yeah. Originally okay. not a captain, which is oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but he's yeah, I think he's my favorite character at this point. Yeah, that's fantastic. And 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 what a, uh what about him? Oh man, it's just he like like I love Picard, but Picard feels very much as like he's a he's a lofty ideal that nobody can attain. Whereas okay. Cisco is very like. He's got he's got his idealistic elements, and he's a very good captain, but he's also a lot more attainable and more human, yeah, real to me, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like there's a there's a part there's one episode where it's like his first time meeting Q, and uh, at one oh. point at one <laughs> yeah. point at one point he socks Q in the face, and he and Q says, "Yeah, Picard never hit me," and he's like, "I'm not Picard." <laughs> yeah, that's like episode three of the series, and after that, yeah. Q never comes back. Oh, what? <laughs> he's, just, he's just like clearly like this is not the show for me. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, "You're not as fun as Picard." Oh, it's true. Yeah. Just yeah, Cisco's just like no, no, no freaking way. And then uh, Q goes off and bothers Janeway okay. for like a couple seasons. But. I kind of I feel like I generally like I sometimes Q can get a little annoyed, but I just I kind of like him. He's a rap like stallion. Him, like, like yeah, he's, he's got some great episodes for he's sure. He's the celebrity yeah. guy I want to meet the most that I ever met. Oh, uh, John Delancey. John Delancey, yeah. gotta meet him. What's yeah. he up to these days? He go. He does uh, a lot of uh, pony conventions actually, and, and I'm not talking about real live ponies. My Little Pony. He's one of the main villains, kind of like a very Q character on that show called Discord. And uh, the latest, Don't know that show. I'm actually <laughs> My Little Pony, the show. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My little, I thought you were saying the show was called, called Discord. Discord. You're saying yeah. he's the no, character. his character. I'm sorry, okay. his character is called Discord on My Little Pony, and uh, apparently it's. I mean, it's a huge following show, and, and that's yeah. sort of what he's done most recently. He's actually done a couple of uh, plays and things. He does a lot of live theater out in LA. He seems so, like he'd both be somebody who's very good at plays, like very much theatrical. I mean, people. On Star Trek in general, feel I mean maybe I'm just thinking about Patrick Stewart, but they just all feel so theatrical in general, and I can see him being a good boy. Actually, actor. so two things here is that uh, he was also on Breaking Bad. Yeah. What? Yep. He Who was, was he? He was uh, the uh, air traffic controller. <gasps> yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Jessica Jones's dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and the other thing is actually so there's a great documentary. It's called The Captains. It's 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 William Shatner interviewing everybody, basically uh, all the other captains. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of them do have it. So I mean, Shatner was was a Shakespearean actor, mm-hmm. and yeah, then that's uh, where he got his cadence. Yeah, his <laughs> unique. Yeah, obviously Patrick Stewart. We all know. Um, Wait, he was other... Shakespearean. <laughs> Patrick Stewart has done classical acting. Wait, wait, <laughs> you gotta be shitting <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, he does it on the Next Generation. Yeah, and, no, uh, no, I. I, I yeah. <laughs> He, he coaches. He coaches Data through Henry V. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a great. Yeah. That's a great scene, actually. Yeah. All, all of the whenever they do like a play within a play in, in the in Star Trek episode, it's just it's so good. I I recently watched that episode. I'm forgetting the name of the character. He like shows up and he's just like a character who's kind of just bad at everything. Oh, um, Barkley. Barkley, Barkley, you yeah, saw original. you saw Hollow Pursuits, uh, uh, which was the one where he's the uh, one I saw recently was the one oh, the next- where he gets super smart. 
and good at everything. Oh, okay. And it starts off with him doing, uh, what is it, uh, Cyrano de Bergeron? Yeah, Cyrano de Bergeron, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, and then he gets all. I mean, that's not Shakespearean, but I feel like it's in the same. Yeah, that that first episode with him, Hollow Pursuits, he had like that holodeck fantasy where Mm -hmm. all of the people who he was subservient to were like his uh, like fantasy girlfriends like i think he was into beverly or deanna or something yeah and like he basically constructed a hologram simulator to like be able to punch Riker in the face (laughs) or or like uh, jordy's main boss but just because he he had no confidence in real life yeah or whatever so it was was a cool sort of concept yeah a little social commentary on you know like the you know video games and the power fantasy aspect of that yeah yeah and and office politics like where you feel like at work how, how people like that was like the original lower decks. That was like okay, who's this random like rando that nobody knows? Oh, yeah, but you haven't seen lower decks, but I I I, I get the riff. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one's for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. What's lower decks? Well, eventually, you know how <laughs> you know a lot of TNG episodes. Yeah. Uh, focus on like the main the, like seven. The, oh, man, staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something I like about those Barkley episodes is that it is a character. Like, you get to see one of the characters who isn't the best at what they do. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's the other thing. It's a lot of those... The other thing about TNG is the characters are a little less real because they were idealized, you know, really... Yeah, they're all they're they're all the best of what they are. Yeah. Because yeah. Okay. they're on the best ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, so, which is... It makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. You don't really question it when you're watching it. But then in other series, when you see characters who were, like, former terrorists or... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or aliens that aren't always on the up and up. You're just like, oh, this is so much deeper and so much more pleasing to see, or, you know, what you root for these characters to do the right moral thing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, another great character from DS9 is Garrick. Yeah, I love Garrick. Garrick is so good. Um, Although there's plenty I don't know about Garrick. Yeah, because he, well, that's, 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 that's part of his character, though. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 sort of a mystery, mysterious. He's a, um, he's a Cardassian. The Ferengi. Oh, he's Cardassian. He's okay, a... I was recently introduced to them. Uh, I think Chloe. They might have shown up in an earlier. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you see the four lights thing where Picard gets taken hostage? Oh, I don't think he. Or not yet. Oh, no. Chain of command okay. is the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. The, the one that I saw was the one where there's like this one captain. He's the he's the warden from Shawshank. And he's running around blowing up Cardassians because he's like, these guys are bad because they killed my, uh, they killed my family. And Picard has to be like, well, they're not bad now. We're trying to keep the peace. And yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, DS Nine is basically a huge political show. Yeah, that talks about sort of the balance of power in the galaxy. Yeah, and it, it, sounds it, it gets into a lot of to it. It gets into a lot of like the wartime occupation stuff too, because yeah, that's yeah. that like Bajor, like the backstory. Is that Bajor was occupied by by Cardassia for the longest time? That's oh, part of the yeah. So there, there's a lot of that, which is interesting. You can see so parallels great. to like history, very much so. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was like good stuff. You asked me my favorite character earlier, and I still have an answer. Well, yeah, but I don't know if I have an answer. Well, Q's good. Well, Q's not my answer. Okay, definitely not. Oh, I, so you know who's not? You don't know who it is. No, like I love Q. I'm trying to think from the main cast specifically. Okay. Because I feel like, like, like I there's a part of me that wants to say LaForge. Because I also just as a kid I thought he was cool. He had like he was blind, but he had the thing. Yeah, uh, I've always loved blind characters. Daredevil's my favorite superhero. We don't have to get uh, into this. Daredevil's pretty good. He's pretty dope. Uh, LaForge is kind of the Daredevil. But no, he's he's not. Other than the fact that he's blind. Um, I don't know, but he's also kind of like he's kind of just like 
the nerdy kid of the team, other than uh, Wesley Crusher, but he's a dumb character. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't like Wesley Crusher. Yeah, <laughs> Jordy is genuinely like, you can see him light up when something cool is happening. Yeah, like, like he, he feels like kind of, uh, of the, the main crew, he's kind of like, kind of a little nerd. And I just yeah. watched the episode where he meets the woman uh, that he turned into a hologram yeah. and like had like a fake love affair with and he's just sitting there the whole time and it's kind of creepy that he had this fake love affair with this woman and now he's really met her. Uh, yeah, dealing with the real the real concepts. Yeah, yeah and it was okay. it was kind of cool to see him get slapped in the face by reality. Uh, but I don't know. I, I kind of like him for that and also just, um, what's his face? Uh, the actor. Uh, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton, of yeah. course. Uh, he's the best. I love him. You watched Reading Rainbow growing up? Of course. Yeah. Who didn't, right? Huh? Who didn't? Who didn't? Who didn't? Uh, and I also, just like as a kid, so my dad was really into Star Trek. Uh, and my brothers were, my, my oldest brother was, I remember specifically, he had a TNG themed birthday party. Oh, God. Uh, and I'm I jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time, right? Dude. Indeed. Next birthday. Do it. I know, it. I know. Just, yeah. Uh, I had some like Starfleet Academy book that was just it was it was Jordy in Starfleet Academy, and that was like my main. It was like a book for kids, and that was one of my main exposures to Star Trek. And that's one of the reasons I like him. Like I feel like it's not a, the deepest reason, but I don't know. I, I dig him, but like sometimes I don't know. I really like Riker, and I really like Data a lot. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Klingon episodes lately, just because I realized I forgot a bunch. And I just got to the Klingon Civil War. I forgot about how are you watching this? Is it Netflix where you just click next and then it plays the next episode? Yes. Okay. Wait. So here's what so happened. What happened here? I mean, I, I, I've been watching the show over about two years, and I'm in season four right now, which okay. for me yeah. is glacial play. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the one that got you into it. Yeah, I, mean, I told you about to watch Measure for Man. I remember yeah. you watched it, you loved it, and then you continued. And then I went back and I continued. Yeah. Yeah. But here's what happened: is I was also using. Um, some like episode guide to like skip some of the episodes yeah, in the beginning yeah, seasons. Yeah. Though I kind of want to just go back and watch those now. At some point, uh, yeah. When you finish, you can go when back. You, you can watch, I would recommend watching every other Star Trek series and then watching the first. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. I skipped the first one with the Ferengi, and I feel like I'm going to want to watch that before no, I get to DS9. You definitely won't. No? no okay. Not the same. It's, it's interesting oh, okay. to see. Actually, when you, when you, when you, when you have some Frangie episodes in DS9 under your belt, then yeah. you go back and watch and you're like, whoa, what the fuck was this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they yeah. kept the character design, but they didn't really keep like the character backstory. Like, no. The identity of the... They just they... retconned all that shit. Well... Well, not retconned, I think they really tried to make it make sense, but... The, the originally, like, I remember reading... So, um... Uh, Wes, well, who... who... Who was the uh, actor for Wesley Crusher? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, he has a blog where he watches his old episodes and reviews them. <laughs> oh, I've heard about season. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he mentioned, I think he mentioned in there that the Frangie were supposed to be the next big, big bad guy. Yeah. But because the character design was so goofy, it just never worked out. It was They were just not threatening at all. They yeah. don't. They look, they just look like, like monkeys. Yeah. Like scary Monkeys. Scary capitalist monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> they really do a lot with them on DS9. and then it's, oh, Those are great all, characters, too. all excellent. I, all, those are I, yeah, yeah. fantastic characters in that. I've seen this YouTube clip a few times from DS9. That's the Ferengi bartender yeah. sharing root beer with a guy. Yeah. And just being like, the humans, they call this root beer. And it's, it's awful. Fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, so, so what happened was I'd been watching this over about a two year stretch yeah. and it would be like 
we kind of slowed to a pace where it'd be like one every month or two. So it got to the point where I kind of have forgotten a lot uh, of like the major stuff. Like, like I remember some of the beats, but I still, and I remember like sometimes I would have my phone outs and during episodes that I shouldn't. So when I got to the Klingon Civil War, War the number one thing I realized was, oh fuck, I need to rewatch uh, <laughs> Sins of My Sins of My Father. Yeah, Sins yeah, of Father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's a big one. Because that that's very big for Worf, and maybe I should have rewatched it earlier. And then, so I started watching uh, the. So I watched that, and then I started watching the Klingon Civil War episode again, and then I immediately realized that I hadn't actually seen Reunion, which is the second episode oh. with Ambassador Kilar, is that her name? Kalar. Kalar, yeah. Kalar. yeah. Um, who's, uh, for our audience who's just completely confused, that's uh, Worf's love interest, yeah. uh, kind of. Uh, well, definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went back, I, like, I don't know how I skipped that, it was just the shenanigans of Netflix, and that was the episode right before I got into this binge, because... I realized this later, but my binge started right after Wesley left for Starfleet. Yeah. Because uh, it just got better, because he wasn't there. <laughs> um, Have you seen him since? No. Okay. He does come I back. just started season it's five. It's a great episode when he comes back. Yeah? yeah. It's real good. Okay. And, I mean, you know, he's in it. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. My next episode is Ensign Row, which I oh, that's a great heard episode, is yeah. a good episode. She's a good, she's a good character. She's a good character. Um, uh, I will mention. So you, you brought up the Klingon Civil War. I, there's a, there's one there's one particular scene in there that I remember is like kind of reflective of like the immigrant experience in some sense. Is like when he goes back and he's uh, he's fighting in the war, and his brother they're just walking through a pub essentially, right? Everybody. Oh drunk. yeah 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 yeah. And he's being so self serious. He's, he's very stiff, right? Yeah. And he's like, and of course, like so. The way I reflect on that is like he's being his own his He's trying to be the perceived best Klingon he can be. But his perception comes from his culture that he lives in, which is the Federation. Yeah. So he's not actually in touch with Klingon culture, and that's very, I think, very reflective of a lot of immigrant experience. He's a man between worlds, and he has this academic idea of what a Klingon is supposed to be. And he uses that to define his personality so much. Uh, and then he actually meets Klingons, and they're not all super serious and by the book the way yeah. he thinks they are. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, I, great, that's a great character moment, like that scene. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. identify with that. That's great. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gotta do so much good stuff out of you. I'm loving it. Uh, and, like, I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I'm going to go straight to DS9. I'm going to, like, because I know they overlap at one point. Yeah. I think in the next season yeah. is what I saw. It. So I'm going to watch those at the same time. And then I'm going to watch Voyager. I'm excited, dude. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to keep going until I'm bored of it. Okay, so you're going to say Jordy, favorite character, Eco. I said, I said Sesco, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sesco, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's also the best captain argument. So you right. say best captain and favorite character. I'm not even sure. If, well, because that's different, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. best captain is, you know, it's like who's most effective in some sense, right? Sure. In which case, I, I would probably lean towards Picard in that case. Um, I, Cisco is just the, I think, is a better character. Okay. Like as as a character, character. I'm mean, like I said, I love, I still love Picard. Yeah. Um, I, I can't see myself liking a captain more than Picard. I just like him so much. Oh, Patrick Stewart's yeah. just so much fun. No, like he's watch. definitely great. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, He's a great, great actor, and like, yeah, the performance is great. I just don't think he's as well written. Well, but then again, it's like the ideal thing, right? I, yeah. It's just the differences, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, he's the he's supposed to be the ideal captain, which he is, which which is again why I say he's the better captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But, he does yeah. kind of just always do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who is your favorite? I don't know. You don't... You don't... You've been asking us? I was actually hoping we'd take up the whole time of the podcast just talking about you guys. <laughs> God damn it. I wouldn't need an answer. Uh, I mean, I'm not even sure if LaVore just... Like, I, I could... Like I, I said. Like, uh, did, no. Data and, and Riker are definitely up there. Um, it is great. I, uh, I'm a big fan of The Doctor. Doctor? Uh, the emergency medical hologram. Oh, he's great. Yeah, oh, uh, Voyager. He's a character on Voyager. He's the doctor on Voyager. Yeah, he was just on, I don't know your feelings on this show, but uh, he was just on The Orville as a doctor. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, and he was, he, was, he was playing off of the doctor from Enterprise. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, keep they do fun stuff in The Orville. I saw the first couple episodes. And it, it's, it's, it's getting you know, better. It's yes. as big. A, I loved the first season yeah. uh, of what I saw. And it's it's such a... High budget love letter to TNG, yeah, and is deserving of all of my time. So yes, I I, I, <laughs> I plan to watch it. Um, but he's great on on Voyager, and he's got a great sort of uh, character arc, um, which you know sort of resembles Dana's. Arc yeah, a it, d- bit. it definitely borrows and perhaps steals a bit. Yeah. So is there like an artificial intelligence kind of thing going with yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. He's, okay. he's a hologram. Basically. Yeah, he's a hologram that uh, you know originally is just supposed to help with skinned knees and things in mm-hmm. battle if, if the doctor is incapacitated. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, like, there's, I think in, um, in what, which which movie? It was the first contact. He, he shows he up. He shows up. Briefly. Like the, yeah, because <laughs> because all Starfleet ships in, in the years of Voyager uh, have a automated backup system. It's in case something happens to mm-hmm. the doctor. Yeah. Now, the regular doctor. And in Voyager, the pilot episode, like... Season one episode spoilers, one. but not really. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's a pilot. Yeah, their doctor like just dies. dies like yeah. gets gets like immediately. And they just never replace up. the doctor. No, they can't. They can't. They're, they're stuck they're in the stranded. Double yeah, oh. they're, stranded. they're stranded in an area of space where there's no Starfleet. Yeah. So they, that's an intriguing. So the only doctor that they it's great. I yeah. mean, for his character because yeah. the so the so they have to start utilizing this freaking hologram full time basically full time yeah. and Ooh. it's it's just an interesting thing to see what kind of personality traits that are dormant or never show up really show up over time oh yeah he becomes a singer at one point a singer yeah he loves the yeah. opera yeah. loves the opera that's intriguing he's actually just a really like curmudgeonly like really like he he has no bedside manner whatsoever you know, well, just of based off of the actor, it's like yeah. I believe that. It's like if you're going, I feel to like it's another thing. Well, I love I love Bob Picardo uh, from the first thing I ever saw him in that I loved him in was Inner Space with Martin Short and Dennis Quaid. Okay, he plays uh, a gun for hire called the Cowboy in that, uh, and and it's just it's ridiculous sort of over the top type movie. They shrink people like Dennis Quaid gets accidentally shrunk and injected into Martin Short's body. And has to communicate with them. That's out. so weird. It's pretty good stuff, but yeah, Inner Space is called. And he was also in Gremlins too. I know um, I've seen him in something that isn't Star Trek or the Orville, which is essentially Star Trek. Uh, but I just like can't place it. He's also in the. New, there's a new show coming out called Space Command. Space. What is Space Command? Space Command is a. Uh, it was crowdfunded. It's an, it's another show that's set. Uh, in space in the future uh-huh. and I actually was just at a convention uh, the other week in California Doctor Who convention and uh, he, the writer showrunner of the show was there and Doug Jones is also in it who's actually in Star Trek Discovery you guys yeah yeah I've heard he was in Star Trek Discovery uh, he's the he just played the fish man in um, 
uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, and he played the uh, eye, eye Hands guy in Pan's Labyrinth. The Eye Hands guy in Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, I think he... Was he the Predator? No. He was the amphibian guy in Hellboy. Yes. Abe, Abe, Abe uh, Sapien. Sapien, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So real, real good uh, character, you know, prosthetic actor. Yeah, he's uh, Andy Serkis, but for prosthetics instead of CGI. Exactly. Right. So Doug Jones and Bob Picardo. I can't wait to see what it is that you saw him in. I'm I'm going through his IMDb right now. It's it's a heavy IMDb. It's a long, it's, yeah. it's got a lot of stuff. He's a good actor. I mean, Ricardo uh, is. Yeah, I mean that's one, one big reason why the Doctor is a good character. Is he's just the character. Like the actor is really great. Yeah, I don't yeah. dislike. I don't dislike any of the Voyager characters. Really, like a lot of people give Neelix a lot of crap. A lot of people give Kess a lot of crap. But mm-hmm. to, be, to be perfectly honest, like I don't really agree with any of that. I think the show is what it is. It, the show, I think, gets a lot of flack in the early years for not being what TNG was to people, or DS9 is mm, eventually, yeah. but Voyager, I, I I went to Voyager from TNG specifically because I wanted to have sort of a ship that's roaming and discovering and doing interesting mm. things, kind of like you had that aspect on TNG, and so yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, it's a good show overall. I don't like it as much as the others, but it's, it's, a, it's still a good show. It yeah. was enjoyable to watch. There's some episodes that weren't great. There's like the um the the famously bad one is the uh, the trans warp one the the warp ten thing. Oh the, yeah, where they all become lizards. Yeah, it was really odd. what that it was, was really strange. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But my favorite Star Trek episode true. of all time is on a Voyager. It's a blink of an eye. Uh, towards the towards the end, they go to a planet. Oh, yeah. They get stuck in the atmosphere. And it's a time shift rift thing. Yeah, it's about there. it's about the civilization on the planet, not about the not about exactly. the ship. Well, yeah, and the, yeah. but there's plenty of the ship in there. But they end up becoming basically they're lodged in the atmosphere, and the people that are sort of primitive on the planet uh, never know a world without them above them, and it shapes their culture. And so they're basically like gods, even though they've never met them, and they're oh unable to, they're unable yeah. to interact with them. It's a great Star Trek concept. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, every Orville episode is just a Star Trek episode that's already been done. They, they did that on the Orville? They did something like that on the Orville. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you gotta, okay. It's not exactly the same. Next time you watch, you gotta, you gotta just turn on Blink of an Eye. It's like season six or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's differences. It's very episodic. Yeah. That part's yeah, very episodic. Very episodic. You don't need to watch anything. Yeah. There's, no, like, uh, there's a couple other, go. like, so Year of Hell is a great Voyager episode. Yeah, that gets a lot of praise. Then uh, the other one that I really remember was the one where Chakotay gets recruited as a soldier for some random alien race, and he sees everybody else's monsters on the other side. But then, like when the but the 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 quote unquote monsters actually interact with the Voyager crew, and like you know talk through a deal, then Chakotay somehow like comes back. Maybe they find him, find him or something, yeah. and then he's just scared of them. It's just like this thing on more. It's like how you demonize the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. My favorite Chicote one, I think, is called Initiations. It's him and the little boy, who's okay. like a Kazon kind of kid, who's basically the Klingons of the Delta Quadrant. Uh, and he, this kid is like, through a, a rite of initiation, is supposed to like kill Chicote or something. And Chicote is not going to defend himself because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a man of honor or whatever. And he takes his kid off, and the kid, the kid obviously like can't do it. So he goes and kind of gives him a little bit of his own like life advice, and the kid has to like figure out where he fits in his society and culture and not being like the warrior he's destined to be. Yeah. So like that. So pretty good stuff. Star Trek's great. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty great. I feel like we're filling can, this whole episode with some Star like, Trek. Can you dog. tell we all I love, love it. that? But, uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna go home tonight and watch like a couple episodes. I mean, that's what I'm pretty much doing sure. all the time now. Love like it. last night I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. I rewatched 
yesterday's Enterprise yesterday because something that happens in Klingon in the Klingon Civil War alludes to that and I was like I need to just remember what happened and it's such a good episode anyway it is oh my god like there's there's a moment where uh oh yeah I think it's like the the to be clear to our audience, really quick, yesterday's Enterprise, uh, this Tom is a weird time shift thing. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a different timeline. It's a TNG. Uh, it's a TNG episode. There's, <laughs> there's a moment. Uh, there's a moment that I love where, where the Klingons hail Enterprise, and it's like they're asking Captain. They're asking us to surrender. And and Ricard's uh, response is, you know, that'll be the day. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, that was like so good. I was like, <laughs> that was pretty great. It was pretty badass to see to see Picard like, like that. It was also interesting to see him in a context where he was at war all the time. Yeah. When he's a character who's always trying to do the non-violent option. Yeah, very much. Because so. uh, like right after that, I watched the second episode of the fifth season, which is where he meets the aliens who they can't communicate with. And the entire time. Oh, yeah, Darmok. Yeah. That's a great episode. It's That's a great so episode because they're spending so much time being like, it would be so easy for us to fight. Let's just like... Yeah. yeah. And and it's just like both both sides are just like, we're just going to try and talk to each other. Don't they have superior technology? I'm forgetting. Correct me if I'm right. It feels like they do. Yeah. they Because it was advantageous for the Federation to get to know them. Mm. Uh, but nobody could do it. I was, I was really intrigued by how they ended up solving the issue. I don't know. Yeah, that was, that's the way their episode. language worked. That's yeah. a great episode, and it's like one of the top ones. I also on yeah. lists too, but I mean for me personally as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with the list essentially. Well, no, yeah, yeah and yeah. the inner and the inner light is another one that's like yeah. only on everybody's list, but it's of also course like that good. It is. Really I hear good, it's yeah. the best episode. It's this I, season, I think. I think yeah, I think it's coming up for me. I started. I think at one point before I decided to binge the whole series, I decided I was going to watch that episode. And then, like, two minutes in, I was like, no, I should just watch the whole series. <laughs> like, like for me, I love The Inner Light. It's a great episode, and I think it deserves its praise. Uh, but as far as, like, me personally connecting with it, I, I, I would say I connected more with Measure of a Man, which is why I personally recommended that to you. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, because I, I saw that as a kid, too, and I was like, well, this is really, you know, wow, made me really think. You recommended to me before I started watching it a lot of a lot of da- data episodes. Yeah, because they're uh, great. Cause they I are mean, good. He generally, he's a good, um, he's a character that it's, it inspires good television. I love data, but I think by the time, when I, when I first saw TNG, like all of TNG, I came away from it going, okay, there's probably like 12 too many data-focused episodes. It does <laughs> seem like, like they anytime, spend a lot of time. Anytime lore is on, I'm just not interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like lore episodes. Like, I gotta be real. I like the episodes like Measure of a Man or or even uh, the season premiere of, of season five where he's... Uh, like anyone where it's like humans don't aren't comfortable with him. Or something yeah. like it, season season five premiere. There's like a small subplot. I mean, it's mostly about Klingon ship, but there's a small subplot where he's the captain of a ship. Oh yeah, uh, well that's one essentially about racism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one dude's <laughs> just like I could never have an android as captain. I don't think an android yeah. makes a good captain. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and then they, he they, proves they, him wrong. They get a lot of good mileage out of data. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's so many different things. Like one one aspect of him is he's, 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 that he's like a child in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. And him finding his humanity is like us exploring it, you know. And I love his friendship with LaForge. Like, like I like that he specifically has a best friend. Uh, so, Data, do you realize? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some shit. I don't know. 
Do you think we've alienated our listeners by talking about Star Trek? For I about hope not. Four? I was worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's got to be like a subset of, of people who I'm probably going to just specifically be like, listen to this episode. Well, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. Like, if you're fans of us, we probably convince you to watch Star Trek. If you weren't f- fans of us in the first place, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, we could we could always include a time code for when we stop talking about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. uh, just for... <laughs> we have talked about it for basically, like, what, 40 minutes now? Jesus okay. Christ. Let's um, let's move on to Shift something else. I feel like I skipped into that. We could have asked you more about what you've been up to lately. Well, I, uh, more about well, that's you. Not, that's not interesting. It's not interesting? Well, I mean, I okay, so, so things are, are very steady with me now. But I'm looking forward to, and here's another topic that uh, I listed, but we can talk about conventions. Yeah. Uh, this is the year of so many conventions for me. Yeah? Like, yeah, more more than the average like, conventions. Like, I'll, I'll usually go, I'll try and attend C2E2 because mm-hmm. it's in Chicago. A lot of cons are coming to Chicago. And yeah. this year, so like C2E2 is in two weeks, uh, like March 26th weekend. There's also... Um, Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. which is going to be huge. That's in Chicago this year? That stole the C2E2's weekend away from them at McCormick oh, Place. Wow. Like, it's four or five days long, yeah. which is wow. twice as long as any of those conventions. And Star Wars Celebration, that's in April. That's like April 8th weekend. Okay. Uh, that's and soon. That's, and that's probably, I think, I think maybe only the second one. They did. Star Wars Celebration is huge. Yeah. It, it is the San Diego Comic-Con of Star Wars, and it's officially licensed and branded and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. so, I've heard about it. That like you, it's, you, you if I've heard about it, it's about pretty it. huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. I'm seeing that in April. And then uh, year two of X-Fest and X-Files convention okay. is coming oh, in June. That's and, cool. I think I saw... Uh, because you went to the last one, right? Because yes. I feel like I saw you post on Facebook a lot yeah. of pictures from it. And it was actually a really good opportunity to meet a lot of these actors that yeah. like did stuff on that show. Like, so I grew up watching X Files. That was a show I was watching with my family. That's um, that. In, I like. I remember my dad watching that and Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways, keep going. <laughs> no, no, yeah. So, so that was a show I watched growing up with the family. So I have a lot of like fun memories. And that was like, so getting to go to that con and meet, you know, a bunch of the actors and like, they, they weren't like the main actors. They, you know, it's not Jillian Anderson, David uh-huh. Company, yeah. but it, a lot of like the one-off character actors that, that came and turned in a really good performance. Um, and they've probably been another cool stuff. Oh, and too. tons. That's yeah. the thing about the nineties, about early nineties television. All of them have been on a Star Trek episode. All of them <laughs> have been on like a Buffy episode or Charmed or, or I mean, that's late nineties, but, but still like in, in the eighties and nineties, a lot of that. A lot of those working actors all over on. All yeah. Oh, shows. and actually, really randomly, um, Gargoyles has a lot of Trek actors. Uh, oh, that's um, Lavar Burton was on it. I know uh, that. No, he I mean, the character. Well, well Riker and Cisco. Troy both did too. Okay, <laughs> I, forget I didn't know that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, conventions are just like for me too. Like meeting the meeting the Star Trek TNG people, getting autographs and things. And yeah, lot, and it's very. You can spend a lot of money there, but also you can actually just go and, and, and go for the programming, which is like those Q&A panels mm-hmm. and discussion panels that fans run as well. And you really kind of learn a lot. And there's also just like a huge community, like fandom, like online, there's tons of stuff because the internet. Yeah. But conventions are a great way to kind of see people and, and, and be around people that are fans of it and meet a lot of people that are fans of it mm-hmm. in That's person. Cool. So I really enjoy... Going to conventions, and that's why I'm going to so many this year. But 
it's Chicago's real prime for for conventions. Like I, I was at a Doctor Who convention a couple weeks ago. I just mentioned, uh, but that I, was in LA. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but and that was the first time I went to a Doctor Who convention because I'm fairly new to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But You're new to who? New to who? Mm-hmm. New to who? Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like it's a question I got to answer. Yeah. <laughs> just yes, it's a yes or no question. Yes, I'm new to who. Um, but uh, that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. That sounds fun. Doctor Who's one of those things that I I think I watched like one episode of and I was just it wasn't for me. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I like it's one of those things that also everyone who's into it is also like into everything else I'm into. Yeah. So I just feel like I just have this weird black hole of like nerdiness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so for me, for me, that's actually Harry Potter, where I'm like, oh man, I, yeah. That's I, that's the black hole for me. I, I'm nowhere near your level, Eric, but I I fucking love some Harry Potter. Boom! Yeah. Boom! Yeah! Woo. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't. You know, I don't hate it. I'm just like, for me, at the time, by the time it like it became a thing, it was too popular for me, yeah. and yeah. I was in the phase of my life where I was like, I want to seek out unpopular things. Yeah, I think that's I, fair. You learn a lot. You learn a lot and find a lot of really cool stuff that way. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, and then I never just caught back up. That's so yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I remember. I, I don't. I don't know how early it was, but I think I read the first book in like first grade, which for me would have been like 1999. I think so. Like that's the year it. It was like when did it come out? Are you like 24? I'm twenty. Uh, I'm twenty six. Why did it take me a second to realize my oh, age? Yeah. I'm twenty six. Uh, uh, but like, I remember. I don't know. I feel like like I remember reading it and then like finding out one other person in my class had read it, and I was like really excited, even though I hated that person. I was just excited <laughs> that somebody else had read it. That's uh, be, those are the books. Yeah, you could find somebody else who read it. Yeah, yeah, but like at the time, because I remember when I first started reading it, I was like, oh, this is just a thing my mom found and yeah. told me to read. And now, now there's, and then slowly, well, not slowly at all, pretty, pretty suddenly, everyone was into it, uh, rightfully so. Harry Potter's dope. You go ahead and get, this is my mission now, I gotta get you into Harry Potter. Oh, man. <sighs> gotta find a way. Have you read the books? No. They're no. so much better no. than the movies. I haven't though. seen the movies, I haven't read the books, like, yet. Yeah. Oh, don't see the movies, then. If you haven't already seen the movies... The books yeah. are the way to go. Are audiobooks I, I feel acceptable? Like... There are audiobooks, and they are acceptable. Okay, yeah. That would be interesting, yeah. If you have some time to devote, I would I would check out probably Jim Dale is the American reader. Uh, but Stephen Fry is the British audiobooks guy. Yeah. And he's not bad either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, try this first. I could probably... Do you have Audible, the audiobooks? I may or may not. I haven't really gotten into that as a serious thing yet. But I was like, if I'm going to, like, I don't really have time to sit down and read, or the focus, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But, so, I was like, I could probably audiobook. And it'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, I can probably gift you, because I have, like, so many, I have an audio, Audible, the way Audible works is you pay a subscription monthly fee yep. and get a token yep. that you can redeem for most audiobooks. Oh. Some really long ones, or two tokens, yep. whatever. But at uh, at six tokens, it caps out, and you stop getting tokens, even if you still hold your subscription oh. to Audible. So I there were a couple months where I forgot I had a subscription. Oh, man. And so I'm at six, and I was paying, but still peaking. So I can gift an audio. I will gift you the first sure, yeah. book. If it's on Audible, yeah. I, will, I will send that your yeah. way. The first couple of books are definitely for kids, but they're also, like, good for kids, you know? There, I wouldn't like, even... Like the, uh, Okay, they're, they're, really they're accessible for kids. They're accessible for kids. Yeah. But um, uh, adults have read the first couple of Harry Potter books as much as yeah. kids. Yeah, no, that's true. I haven't read them in a couple years. Uh, they're real good. I, 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 want, I want to return to them. Uh, I feel like it might be harder to return to uh, the first two. 
But Prisoner of Azkaban, I mean, that's my favorite. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, I've heard, I feel like I've heard you say before, but you don't like that movie. Yeah, that's a sticky topic. I yeah. will say, I will say, <laughs> Harry Potter was the books that made me read. That mm-hmm. let, that were the first books that I found that I wanted to read that made reading fun. I I think that's a like I feel like a, they're definitely I'm that's sure like that's, that's what they're good for. I'm sure yeah. that's common. Just but also like the the level of of storytelling that's happening. There's so much that's going over your head when you first read it, mm-hmm. or like the way that there's so much you like you real you find when you reread. Yeah, it. there's yeah. clues. There's there's a lot of uh, you know the, the all of the detail. No word is wasted. You know, yes. essentially, and J.K. Rowling, even even though the first couple books are two hundred pages long, which is nothing, yeah, and in wow, big yeah. font, um, you can read. That might be why I'm you saying can read the first. Yeah, you can read the, the you can read the, but the 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 narrative voice is so easy mm-hmm. to read that that's what made it. Like I've I've tried to read Tolkien. And I, I couldn't get through Lord of the Rings. I couldn't just for some reason. I don't. It's a I'm wall. Not, the I'm Hobbit is a lot it. more accessible. I'm not hating on it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was too. It was. It's still to this day is too much for me. No, was, I've never gotten past like the first hundred pages. I think of Fellowship. I will say like for for me. Okay, so there's a lot of topics for me to delve into here. For yeah. Specifically, <laughs> but, on them all. but specifically for Lord of the Rings, right? I found the very. First book very hard to, to finish, but once I did, I just breezed through the rest. Yeah. yeah, that was my personal experience with that. As far as like for me, the other thing is actually what what I've started reading as a kid was um, was like military history and astronomy books. So it's really Ooh, it's a really that's weird awesome. That's that, yeah. that's that's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know why, but like I would always go to the to the elementary school library, and those were the books I would be attracted to, and I checked out and read. I was reading like Magic Treehouse and Harry Potter, obviously. Oh, Magic School Bus was was one. Of I mean, reading yeah. like Art of yeah. War. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesus. No, nah, I was just like World War Two history for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I read a lot of that. Just like every middle-aged dad, just reading, reading some more. Yeah, I, I was like, I was a dad <laughs> at the age of like five. All the middle-aged dads couldn't get the book out. They're like, some kid has it. <laughs> yeah, who's this kid? <laughs> just trying to read about the Battle of Midway. Yeah, uh, it's like, is that why my teacher said I was so mature? <laughs> but yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I, I was. I could read, but I was a reluctant reader in terms of I never found that thing that really yeah. like made it pleasurable for me and Harry Potter was that for me so it, 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 it and getting into it changed my life yeah. in so many ways well yeah you've had a podcast for how long 13 years yeah Jesus oh here's another here's another point like point of data for me which will make me sound like a dad a lot of the books I read as like let's say through middle school like late late elementary school to through middle school were like Tom Clancy books Awesome. <laughs> that uh, yeah, I haven't read more than two Tom Clancy books, yeah. but it's awesome because like, they, they, but there again, you have an author who's really good at, at building a story, and, and yeah. you you can become familiarized with his style, and then mm-hmm. just read nothing but him and get a lot out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but books are books are great. They are. Books are great. Harry Potter's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter is. Do you have a favorite Harry Potter character? We just went into this with Star. Probably Wars. not. Character-wise, uh, yeah, because the, the thing is, a lot of those characters that you pick as, like, your favorite are also pretty flawed. Yeah, I mean, they uh, are. Which is great. They're rounded they're characters. rounded yeah. characters. So, like, I'd love to say, well, I mean, I will say my AOL screen name mm-hmm. back in uh, 1997 when I started was Sirius Black. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, which I wasn't Sirius Black, I was Sirius Black 423. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there I was, was plenty, the first plenty of black on out there. But uh, Sirius was a big, uh, you know, Harry's godfather oh, was yeah. a real big, oh shit, that's a spoiler. Uh, sorry, Nico. Uh, but, uh, I'm not going to remember that. You know, okay, great. Yeah. Definitely, like, I mean, he and Lupin were two of my favorites. And Sirius Black actually gets, so he's a character in the third book, uh, but he gets a reference in the first chapter of the first book. Yeah, you yeah. Know, if you pick up book one, uh, you'll you'll see his name and hear his name. He and shows you'll up. Remember. Then, you'll then remember. I'll remember it. Then I'll be like, wait, little name I, drop. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember the first time I reread book one and being like, holy shit, that's that's serious black. I don't know. Um, yeah. That that wasn't my reaction. I was I was much younger. I don't know. It didn't sound like. I feel like I sounded like like a weird forty year old Brooklyn guy. I don't know. Uh, Too hypercritical. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you have against 40 year old Brooklyn guys I don't know I don't know why I said 40 year old Brooklyn guy. Uh, that sounded nothing like a 40 year old Brooklyn guy. Uh, 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 how, how do you feel about all these like weird little things that JK Rowling has been peppering in, oh. in the like, like for instance the one that keeps popping in my mind is, is just reading I remember a few months ago reading that tweet that uh, kind of went viral about how they used to poop in <laughs> yeah. in Hogwarts. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. Uh, yeah. uh, for anybody who's out of the loop, there was like a tweet that uh, before modern plumbing, the wizards and witches at Hogwarts would just go anywhere and then they disappear with magic. That's something I could have lived without knowing. Yeah, same. Yeah. But the funniest thing about that is it was actually up on J.K. Rowling's website. Yeah, it was on Pottermore for like years, right? Two years or so before <laughs> that went viral. And it went viral because the social media account for Pottermore decided to just do like a fun fact Friday kind of yeah. thing and just happened to isolate that. But it's actually part of a larger piece that talks about... The Chamber of Secrets, which is a big book two thing. Don't want to spoil it. Go on. Okay, but uh, it involves a bathroom. The second, the second okay. book is called The Chamber of Secrets. But uh, anyway, so it was this long piece, and then Pottermore Social isolated that, and then everybody. You're right. It's kind of like awkward. You're like, why would this even be in here? Um, but it's not like J.K. Rowling is like, you guys, I have something to tell you, and announces yeah. to the entire world on, you know, the 5th of June in the year of our Lord, 2019, that uh, wizards have been vanishing their poop for centuries. <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't from her official account, if I recall. Yeah, it yeah. was like, and, and it's hard to tell if she's, like, the sole author of all the content over there now, because they do a lot of think pieces now that are op-ed that are, like, the Pottermore reader and writer, yeah. like, their own staff. But I do feel like Harry Potter is one of those things that it's become so big and it's just such like a big thing that it, it's not it's not J.K. Rowling's anymore in a, in a way. Well, the thing it's, about it, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I mean, there's a lot of topics about like death of the author and things to get into about who really owns any anything that's massively consumed yeah, yeah. Uh, these days, which is all a really interesting topic. But the thing about Harry Potter that made it so big, I think, is it, it really is the, that fandom, those readers really grew up the ones that grew up with Harry grew up with the internet as well. And it mm -hmm. really, the Harry Potter fandom came together like fan websites and fan, like, which is how I got my start. Like before the podcast, uh, I started contributing to mugglenet.com, which was the, it turns out it was the biggest Harry Potter fan site. And that started in 1999. I found it in 2001 and just kind of it, it, the webmaster at the time thought, uh, that I seemed like a pretty big fan and asked me if I would help out on the website. And 
that's how I got it. But wow. the 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 views and the amount of people coming on because they're mystery books at heart, and there were years yeah. between them between publishing dates so a lot of people like a lot of that theories and speculation mm -hmm. what will happen how is it going to end are there clues in the existing books that'll tell us how it's going to end all that kind of stuff that the webs were the the web was the forum for discussion for that uh -huh. and the audience really grew in size and in scope and in detail and in all of that on the internet yeah. so and it, it, it's I often think, you know, there there may be another Harry Potter publishing houses always want to say this book that's coming out is the next Harry Potter. I mean, that's the fun thing to say, but there's never they're never going to be able to replicate. It's not going to be because, but be, it'll be different. It'll yeah. be maybe just as popular. However, you want to measure it, it'll maybe. But there, it'll never be the same way that Harry Potter. That was, was like a, uh, a a confluence of events, like a perfect yeah. you know sort of thing that really made it into the global phenomenon that everybody but Nico's read. <laughs> very true. Now I'm using the guilt trip method. No, but, but like, it's very true because like, I can't count the number of times like people have made references to it, through, especially in improv classes that I'm like, oh, God. I don't know. It's uh, one of those things that just know. like, it's a shared, I don't know, it's kind of like how, yeah, it's part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, that's yeah, a, for sure. Yeah. I definitely know it is, but yeah. Well, definitely like house sorting is probably probably pretty obnoxious. Like somebody like refers to use a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that, that, that's I've heard that so much. That's actually. where I hear it most. Yeah. Like yeah. in public, it's just yeah. like or people wear like the scarves. Um, yeah, the house colors. It's definitely. Um, I feel like I talk about this like a lot, but I'm all, I'm always on the dating apps, and you always see somebody's like, I'm a blank. <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a Hufflepuff. Uh, I feel like nobody puts that on a on their on their dating profile that they're oh. Hufflepuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hufflepuff in the in the, on the streets and Slytherin in the sheets. Something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's the uh, there's the there's the Star Wars equivalent of that, which is a Jedi in the streets, but a Sith in the sheets. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So what? They're selfish in bed. I would love <laughs> selfish, self focused. They want all the power. No. Yeah, yeah, you'd rather be in bed with a Jedi. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you got a bed, uh, a Force user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get over to Star Wars. Oh yeah, man, we're yeah. covering it all. We're I love this. We're covering, covering all it all. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it too, man. This yeah. is great. Star Wars. Is, was, was, have we all seen Star Wars? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's like, see. I'll, I'm a human being. The one I haven't seen is Solo. Okay. I haven't seen Solo either. Okay, okay. It's on Netflix now. I'll get yeah, to it. Get to now that it's yeah. free. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I just, I, Netflix subscription. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Well, it's my parents. So, <laughs> it's free. Oh, so you do pay spot for it. Okay, great. <laughs> look, I pay for Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, look, I pay for something. Solo's not on there, though. Uh, which is the one I gotta watch. I don't know. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, yeah, you were gonna, yeah, you're probably gonna, you're gonna say something, something about right? Oh, yeah, I mean, a specific topic wise, I just think that uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, where they're going with the new movies. I, I think it's just, I think Rogue One was, it was a really good. Well, Rogue One, Rogue was, One was great. Rogue One entry. might be like, like if you put nostalgia aside, I think it might be like the. I don't want to say it. I was going to say the best Star Wars, but I just like feel like I don't want that to be the thing that came out of my mouth. It's okay. But I just think like, just like, I think I've only seen it once. So keep that in mind. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just like, it's, it was really cool. And it like did things that no Star Wars movie had done. Uh, I don't know. Here's something controversial. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys like have both it? seen Last Jedi, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't like Last Jedi. 
Oh, you mean? But okay. I know most of the world that is complaining on the internet didn't like Last Jedi. Yeah. I didn't like Last Jedi for different reasons than all those asshole trolls on the internet didn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. Last what, Jedi. What reason did you not like, like it? I don't know. I felt like I was disappointed in The Last Jedi, but not for the reasons that everybody, the pissant, like yeah, men's yeah. rights okay. activists, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. bullshit reasons about Luke being a weak hero or well, no, something like that. I, I think there are plenty. There, there are, legitimate there, there are definitely gripes, plenty yeah. of legitimate gripes. Right? Like, yeah. like, for example, one of the ones I thought was like, I just thought it was paced really weird. It felt like it was going to end three times. I think that was yeah. my biggest issue with it. Yeah. I'm I'm mixed on it. There are some things about Last Jedi that I love. I still like it overall. I came I out know. of it. I came out of it going. That was the most bold Star Wars that yeah. there was, and I was thrilled for that reason. I'm I I'm that's what I'm excited about. Is that I think like just they took a lot of risks, and yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, Ryan Johnson, I loved. Uh, I had seen yeah. a bunch of his other films. Uh, Brick is just like one of my favorite movies. Brick of all is time. good. Looper's uh, good. Looper's amazing. Uh, Brothers I, Bloom's fun. Brothers Bloom is was my favorite. Yeah, that's my least favorite, real, but it's fun. Well, it just told a real story of brothers. I was like, oh, the humanity in this, you know, it made me like cry almost. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is like really just loving his his brother. Yeah. Uh, right before. Uh, I saw Last Jedi. I saw it with my whole family on Christmas Day because we always do that because we're oh, Jewish. Great. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was like raving about Ryan Johnson before it. So, like, I brought all three of those DVDs with me yeah. back home yeah. and like asked my brothers, I was like, do you guys want to watch any of these with me? They decided to watch Brothers Bloom. And so I watched Brothers Bloom with my brothers. That's uh, kind of cool. And it was fun. Uh, they enjoyed it. I should um, I should revisit it because it's been a while. But last year I just the thing that bothered me the most, and this is going to sound real nerdy, but like the whole uh, tracking them through hyperdrive hyperspace, hyperspace kind yeah. of thing, I thought was such a, a I, I hated that that's not part of Star Wars canon. Like like hate it so much mm-hmm. that I would discredit the whole film by going this has never been a thing in the other films and could have been used. And now it just it just really bothers me that that's sort of a the running out of fuel plot device of it all when everything up to oh, this yeah. point in Star Wars has been magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, yeah Like, basically, yeah. magic uh, was real tough. And the fact that all our heroes have been decimated. The, the rebellion yeah. is, is down to, like, five people. And, <laughs> yeah. I, like, truly five people and Lando. And um, if the next film doesn't isn't set, like, 20 years in the future... I, I just, really hope there's a time jump. I, I just, I just yeah. don't see how it's going to be. There's going to be enough of a rebellion to crush the. I mean, the, this odds are stacked against it. I just thought it was so brutal to a lot of the good guys that I, I don't like where it put us as a series for the next one. It was very. It, it was a story of failure. The whole yeah. thing, like because everything that happened was oh, we tried, we tried our best, yeah, and it wasn't enough. <laughs> Uh, which I which I actually kind of liked that they that was I thought that was kind of a cool theme. Yeah. Maybe that's not a theme that you would think of as a Star Wars theme, but yeah, I think it's still po, having Poe fail, like his whole plan and everything fail, and kind yeah. of him, him get, get living to see the, the the failure of his you know how, how his ego screwed everybody. It was a good character moment. Like yeah. that's that's he'll learn from that, and the yeah. next film will be even better. I, I think in a lot of ways there were a lot of things about it that made it a good movie slash story but the fact that it was a star wars movie it wasn't like a good star wars movie in some ways if that makes sense there were some moments that were super star wars and cool uh i think the the moment where um what's her face laura dern's character does yeah. her sacrifice yeah uh yeah. spoiler alert you've seen it uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm talking to the audience. You've seen it. Uh, you listen to us talk about Star Trek for 40 minutes. You've seen Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I thought that moment, like, I don't know. Uh, I just remember sitting in the theaters and being like, wow, that was just fucking cool. Uh... I don't know. But a lot of a lot of the pacing, a lot of the plotting is weird. Having yeah. three main subplots that just take from each other at any given point yeah. to go to the other one, and you're like, "Wait a minute, I wouldn't know more about." Yeah, so it's just kind of structured a little weird. But I mean, that that's just it. I, I think I think Rogue One, by comparison, is 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 I think a far much better favorite for me. As like a standalone, just a standalone movie in the Star Wars universe, it's just it's perfect. It does its yeah. job. It's. I mean, perfect may be an overstatement. I need to rewatch it, but I remember... I also need to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, I saw it one time. I didn't see it right away. I saw it, like, two or three months later, but I saw it was still it on in theaters. Actually, yeah. You saw it on Netflix? Oh, is it on Netflix now? Uh, I think it was, and now it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah, okay. I know... Disney's yeah. getting ready to launch their... Yeah. All their own thing, yeah. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate that we're having to pay for all these goddamn streaming things just to watch everything. Because they're, they're doing that new Star Wars series, too, right? Yeah, there's going to be... There's going to be the, the Mandalorian? Yep. Oh, yeah, Pedro yeah. Pascal. I need to actually watch Rebels. But I, I've seen all of Clone Wars. But oh, I, I gotta see, see Clone Wars. Clone Wars is fantastic. Wars. It definitely... Look, so, if we're going to talk about the prequels, right? So, like, if you had the context of Clone Wars, the prequels would have actually been better, for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's a very good context for especially 2 and 3. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's for, great. Post, yeah. Like, between 2 and 3, that's where it's at. It's a very good context for everything. And it's like, oh, okay, like, I, I can see... The, the philosophical stuff he was trying to get at, which were executed poorly in just three. Yeah. Where, like, I would make fun of the lines, but then if you, yeah, if you had the context, it's like, oh, okay, I see where you were coming that's from. That's cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's a good, you know, distillation and expounding on what George Lucas was going for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely that's on my will, yeah. will watch list for sure. There's so many shows to see, so many things to do, so many conventions to go to. Umbrella Academy just came out. I still need to watch that. It was was based on a book, right? It was. It's based off a really good comic. Oh, comic. uh, Yeah, that I want to reread. Uh, but, like, I really liked the comic. It's by... Did you ever listen to the band My Chemical Romance? Uh, no, but I'm vaguely familiar on the periphery of them. Uh, so... What was their song? Uh, I mean, they had a lot. Like, I think the biggest hit was the whole Black Parade yeah, album, Welcome and they had the Welcome to the Black Parade. Parade. Yeah. Which one? Uh, when I was a young boy, my, my father, father took me into the city to see, see the, the Black Parade. Oh, oh a marching band. marching band. It was a marching band. You're right. Um, so He said, son, when you go up, grow up. Is this also the, the wedding thing? What a beautiful wedding. No. Oh, uh, that's no, that's Panic at the Disco. Okay, sorry. That's uh, though I do just, think just, the just album the, before the Black the Parade... I was very into this section of music that at one really point cool. in my life. Uh, so Gerard Way, uh, I think that's his name, he's the front man and kind of like he runs... He's like the main guy in My, my Chemical Romance. And he basically spent his whole life uh, kind of building to work in comic books. Uh, he used to be great, like... It, when he was like, uh, like interning and stuff, he was kind of Grant Morrison's like protege. We've talked about Grant Morrison on another episode. I love that. Uh, Grant Morrison's like a really big, a weird comic book writer yeah. uh, that I could gush about for hours that we don't have time. Had a lot right of now. iconic takes on uh, other on superheroes. Oh yeah, his All Star Superman is the comic book that made me retroactively love Superman and everything. That's cool. Uh, I think everyone should read All-Star Superman. He does a pretty decent X-Men, at least the first couple arcs. 
Uh, his Batman's super crazy and weird. He's doing a Green Lantern right now. That's pretty cool. He has a great Justice League. He's his Animal Man and his Doom Patrol, which are much smaller characters. Those are two of my favorite comic book runs of all time. Anyways, point is... They're getting adaptations. Oh, yeah. Doom Patrol currently has one. Uh, and, and I bet that it's mostly based off the Grant Morrison era, uh, which is fucking insane. Uh, and I recommend both of those to everyone. Uh, but the point is, because I'm talking about Gerard Way, not Grant Morrison, uh, is that Gerard Way was kind of just his protege. And then I think the story is that 9-11 happened. And Gerard Way was like, well, I've also got this music thing. I kind of want to go pursue that for a little bit. So we went, and he became a really big name in music with My Chemical Romance, just a huge band in that particular scene. Uh, and he did that for like uh, like a decade and a half or so. But somewhere around 2000, in the late 2000s, uh, he decided to make this comic book called Umbrella Academy, uh, which is just like a super weird uh, comic book about all these kids who... Like we're all superheroes, and it's very—it's got a lot of Grant Morrison seeds in it. Um, and, and nowadays, he's doing more comic book stuff too. Like he did made a deal with DC Comics, and he ended up writing Doom Patrol, uh, which is the comic that first got Grant Morrison fame. So, That's cool. yeah, uh, I haven't read his whole Doom Patrol, but it is also super cool. Um, and anyway, so yeah, now Umbrella Academy is a show, and I hear it's good. And I'm excited. I want to reread the comic before I get to the show. But if you guys ever want to borrow, I have the first trade paperback. Um, awesome. Yeah. Anyways, we've been talking for a while. Um, we should get to the Steve Israel Memorial question. question. Yeah. Uh, which you said, unlike many of our past guests, sounds like you've prepared. Uh, for yeah, it. a lot of them seem surprised. By yeah. Well, it's because oh, we we forgot. Sometimes we forget to to prep them. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and then thank also, God you did. You, you're like, oh yeah. By the way, this is a constant. Is this question? Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we forget to prep them, but they'll listen to an episode, and then by the time they come to us, they still don't have an answer, uh, which okay. is fine. I mean, I. I ask, we ask this question all the time, and yeah. I'm not sure I have a good answer. Um, anyways, uh, for any new listen, listeners... Uh, Steve Israel is still alive. Steve Israel is still alive. We should get that on a, on a shirt and a mug at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve would love that. Oh, man. <laughs> when we make it big, if we make it big, that'll definitely be a thing. <laughs> we should just do it anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's... Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, it'll spread the word. Uh, Steve Israel question... Is what's the craziest thing you're willing to admit you believe in, Eric? So I used to watch Discovery Channel a lot. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Great, good, good, yeah. good, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. And they used to do a lot of these segments. They still do, I guess. Uh, well, History Channel does too. On uh, ancient aliens. Oh, oh, I love where this is going. Oh, I love it. So I think I feel like there's a subset. There's a couple of different ways you go with this. You can go the Prometheus route, where that's like. The alien origin story, where it's like the alien origin myth is that aliens basically planted the seed that became humans on this planet, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Uh, which is actually a plot in the Next Generation episode, kind of. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's the one where they all look for the same artifact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not the one with uh, 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 um, God Charles, not Charles Dickens, uh, Darwin. Is that no, 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 no? It's 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 one where. Um, a bunch of like all the all the alien races are looking for the same artifact, and they find that there there's a progenitor race. That's why they all look humanoid. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good in-series reason for uh, human actors are playing all of our alien characters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. But so, yeah, so, yeah. So, so ancient alien, not alien origin. Ancient alien theory is just like, when you look at uh, cave paintings or um, hieroglyphs especially, yeah. uh, or, or scripture from the Bible, where they talk about a flaming, uh, you know, cloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's really, you know, early spaceships that that they, that early humans were either directly communicating with or being communicated to by uh, or at least visited by uh, beings from another planet um and a little i stargate too sort of yeah, feel, well and i have yeah, not seen any of that series i've only seen the movie i've only seen the movie my oh, brother's really into same. it my brother who had the tng birthday party yeah stargate goes all out uh especially in the movie of just saying look this is how this was yeah. like the ancient egyptians were like the reason the pyramids got built and everything is they were using advanced technology and like there are those wonders of the world like easter island and stuff or stonehenge where you're just like we still don't know how they got that material to that location yeah. from wherever it came from with their technology. So like, yeah. I find, I just find it endlessly intriguing and I haven't researched it or read a lot about it recently and like figure out what's going on. But like, I was totally one of those Mayan doomsday believers. Like, Oh yeah, shit's yeah. going down because I believe that like, I believe in lost knowledge and I believe that there, yeah. that there, there are just these mysteries of the universe that uh, are so beyond us that we'll never know them, but also that there's mysteries that we, used to know that we forgot i mean library of alexandria burned down right so there right? yeah there's so much knowledge in history knowledge yeah. time. how different would our world be if we still yeah. had that there Dude. was there was also uh, this is this really random thing which i don't think i don't think is actually uh proven to be a thing anymore but there was a uh, there's some speculation about people discovering like the first ever battery and like it was called the baghdad battery so it's maybe discredited a bit but the I idea was that, that it's like yeah it's like the idea was that maybe like I don't know, in 2000 BC, uh, that uh, that there was a battery in the Middle East, you know? And it would have worked. All they need is what? Some ion radiation. Or something, they yeah. Some, some, some yeah. different. Uh, Atlantis. I believe in Atlantis totally, too. Yeah. Uh, but that also fits with, like, the alien thing, uh, I think. So you haven't listened to this episode, uh, not this episode that we're on right now, uh, but the first episode where we asked this question, when it was just you and me, uh-huh. we kind of talked about this a little bit because I was just listening to a bunch of stuff that talked about, um, what do you call them? Like proto-civilizations? Like um, okay. like, like basically, uh, like I, I had just heard this theory that kind of similar to this and it involves Atlantis. It's this idea that like before uh, the like the fertile valley and everything like there were civilizations before us and they've just been lost to our knowledge um i'm forgetting because it's been so long since i've even thought about this uh uh, if you need a podcast to listen to to hear about that uh listen to don't get me started or high and mighty featuring sean distant where he talks about it in both of those uh, episodes uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. It's like a similar idea of just like um, I don't know, I don't know. It, it reminds me of this. I'm like, I, I fucking love hearing this kind of shit because, oh, yeah. like, I don't know if I believe it, but I want to. It's hard to imagine that, like, with our steel structures, with our skyscrapers, that there will ever be an Earth where we don't exist. That future civilizations can like dig and find our shit. I think at this point we've taken ownership of our planet to the point where yeah. we're going to be on it until the planet is no longer sustainable. Oh yeah, right, right. But 
the idea that these ancient civilizations could be untraceable because they eventually, through the yeah. massive centuries, have just yeah, they collapsed into a state where there wasn't all this stuff, for example, yeah, yeah. Or, or got off the planet, <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. advanced too far. That's, no, I mean, I, mean I, I think like the the first appearance or recorded instance of uh, Atlantis being mentioned by name is Plato. Yeah, I think, and it's possible he's just uh, fabricating that to prove point. Like he writes about like the, the supposing there's this culture that, 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 that. Mm-hmm. so there's not any like I, mean, I don't to my knowledge we haven't found an artifact from no. Atlantis. Right. But know, it would ever. be cool. So if this it was theory, real. this theory is like it yeah. gets in your head, and that's why I love this ancient origin theory, like biblical scripture, where you're like, oh, these people are using flowery language, but then you're like wait a minute, what they actually thought, like, if there were aliens and they had superior technology, because all superior technology looks like magic. Yeah, of course. Looks yeah, that's like a common yeah, thing. To, to the viewer, to the viewer. So I just... I, they won't I, stop I, saying that in the Thor movies. Oh, that's right. They actually won't shut up about that in the Thor movies. No. There's a drinking game where you watch Thor and you drink every time somebody says that. Yeah. It's, uh, I've never heard of that, but that makes sense. No, I, I, I believe it. I would I play that too, game. I just made it up. Oh, whatever. I, I think it would be a fun... <laughs> I would, Alone. I don't yeah. really need drinking games to, <laughs> to drink. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that uh, that's that's my my answer as far as craziest thing I've been Cool. I yeah. love that answer. That's a great answer, yeah. Because I mean, like, whether or not, you know, I haven't taken the time to really think through whether or not I would, like, actually fully believe it, but it's very conceivable. It's definitely in the realm of possibility. I'm not going to, it's not something I would just discount. Do you think we're alone in the universe? I'd say no. I, on balance, I would say no. You heard of Fermi's paradox? So I believe I'm going to butcher it entirely. Um, but uh, I, I 100% believe that there, are, like there, there's no way we're alone in the universe. There's no way we're that special. It's like so. Um, I'll just, just in, before in you the get infinity this, of the universe. I'll just qualify my answer as like I see the answer is either zero percent or 100. percent Okay. It's it's like but so yeah. <laughs> I see it as 100 yeah. percent personally. Um, I'm pretty sure Fermi's paradox essentially goes, and I basically, like I heard it in a This American Life episode, but the idea is that the universe is so vast and wide that, yeah, there is, there is, uh, intelligent life out there, but we will never meet them. We will never, because they're so far away. Oh, uh, yeah, because just travels just probabilities. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. probability, the, the idea of, 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 I mean, that's why... Uh, in Star Trek, they have to have warp capability, oh, yeah. but like, how possible is that in real life? Um, I don't know. Okay, I love that theory. I just found the most entertaining thing that I found in yes. years the other day, based sort of on this. That so that if the theory is that life exists but will never be visited, mm-hmm. uh, there's this thing on the internet called Space Australia. Uh, I guess is the is the trope or the meme, or if you it's specifically on Tumblr. I think. And, the I, of, I, I think I read that on TV tropes once, but it's found. The idea, as far as I understand, I just read like a singular uh, three-page post, but it was, uh, <laughs> we'll never meet uh, intelligent life because they're avoiding us. Because we as humans are just fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if we could swear on this podcast, but I'll just say yeah, you know, because, we, yeah, because, no, because we're crazy. So like the idea, like the stupid shit humans do of like wearing the skulls of our enemies kind of things, you know, like we, we just freak out aliens. Like, yeah. like or, or there's also like some uplifting stuff like, uh, you know, our healing factor or something. It might just be so alien to aliens that it is, is scary. And also we're just like a cesspool of criminals and thugs and we're Space Australia. 
basically. <laughs> so, so I like the idea that there's, that there's, and, and, you know, I think you, when you think about like aliens and stuff, there's a very fanciful view that they'll be bene beneficial to us. Like, you know, benevolent beings yeah. kind of like contact. Oh, there's, there's another theory about this, which actually I talked to my boss about. It's like, or he mentioned, it's like the, uh, the dark force theory, which is like, if you can't, if, if lights, if there's no light, and you can't see anything, it's more optimal for, for a species to avoid contact in general. Because you just don't know whether something out there might be dangerous. Mm, yeah. So if there so if you apply that from the forest to like the universe, perhaps in general species kind of think through this principle, understand and therefore don't try to make contact at all. Yeah. Because whatever it's it's similar to what you're saying actually, because like whatever you make contact with could be incredibly dangerous. Oh yeah. yeah, and I don't. I, unless unless aliens. So alien, it's a kind of a good thing that if anybody were to reach us, if any other race were to reach us, they'd have to be uh, superior uh, technology wise. Yeah. Um, because we can't reach anybody else. So we don't have interstellar travel. So it's convenient that if they were to reach us, they'd be superior because we also could use some help. Like I, I think. Yeah. Uh, we also are not. I don't think we could be trusted to like go do that for other planets we would yeah. probably just it would be like avatar the movie like we just rip the resources and yeah. pillage and stuff so like the it's kind of goes hand in hand that uh, uh an alien race that has superior technology to ours would also have figured out some of the main basic problems that are like we as a species have um staying alive taking care of our planet yeah, that yeah. Kind of thing. certain and, uh, things that can um like up their moral uh, the level of yeah, it's just like a teacher, integrity. just yeah. a teacher, and and what is a teacher other than uh, uh, an, an angel or divine knowledge or and that's who the that's who the angels and the gods were, is they were just they were aliens, possibly, possibly. So that's, that's interesting. <laughs> um, um, to bring it a little bit back to Star Trek, actually, one of the more powerful moments in 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 the franchise is actually in First Contact, actually. For me, is, I, yeah, mean, I still really want to see First Contact. So I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. It's like it has to do with. I mean, obviously, First Contact, the name implies. Something. Yeah, no, I know. So, yeah. I know what it is. Basically, I, mean, I may have looked at it. What's the hint? What's the hint? I mean, it's it's in the name. Like when that happens. When, oh, yeah. yeah. When it yeah. happens, that's well. Yeah, it's, it's such it's, a good. It's such a good. That's a, that's a it's great the scene. first contact of um, of yeah. mankind yeah. with another. A alien in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, right? it's a, it is yeah. a great scene. <laughs> Did they talk about it in TOS? Do you remember? Did they mention Zephram Cochran in TOS? I feel like they did actually. Did I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like there's some random mention, and it's different because obviously the technology to show it was different. I think they find Zephram Cochran. Like, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's what I, I remember. Think you're right. They find like yeah, uh, uh, he traveled in time or something. And they find him. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, is that kind of shenanigans? Well, that's actually my favorite. Story. My favorite TNG episode is the Royale in season two. You might have seen this. It, I probably have, but it's honestly been so long. It's often on lists of ones to skip. It's honestly nobody I likes. I know, this. but it's like Space Vegas. It's right? space. Well, there's yeah. uh yeah. Basically, it's the time travel aspect is what gets yeah. me. Uh, is this the one where they go to a random planet and it's based off a book? Yeah. Yes. You know, based on a book. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I didn't exactly. see that episode. But the beginning of that episode, they pull off a, a, a space shuttle uh, piece that has the American flag on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, holy crap. Like, this is from 400 years ago. Like, what is going on? And I just, that sort of reminded me about the, the time travel thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just like it for the casino. The, 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 the sticky, they're they're the going sticky, through sticky the plot thing. of a bad book. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, but like the aliens who created that world thought they were doing the guy a favor. Yeah, because he was the only surviving. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I exactly when it's saved. And he's just it like, like 
I'm in my own hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't wait to death taking me will be such sweet relief. Yeah. Uh, I actually remember liking that episode a lot. Yeah. It was, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's very, concept, it's yeah. meta, it's fun, it's tongue in cheek, it's great. And dealing again with superior technology to things we can't, the, tri- the tricorder scanners couldn't pick up what was going on. I, I kind of love when, like, um, when they run in Star Trek into situations where they're just beyond their their amazing capabilities, which yeah. happens a lot because they're on yeah. the frontier of the yes. universe. I don't know, and they run into things they can't understand. That's the greatest like. thing is that they still they have all this extra technology stuff that we can't have yet. That, yeah. but it doesn't solve all their problems. So. And it's stuff that appears with magic to them sometimes. Yeah, because yeah. it's so technologically. Oh, right. I mean, there's a Star Trek movie where apparently they find God. So, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. five. That's five. That. I've watched I mean, it. It's uh, pretty bad. Well, it's one of the odd numbered, but it's like that's on lists to skip. Too. But the but the concept is, I mean, I get the con. It's actually okay. Like it's cheesy and it's a little bit obvious, but the I like the concept is okay. Is yeah. that yeah. undiscovered country? Uh, no, that five is uh, what's it called? I don't even remember. Is undiscovered country the uh, one with the whale? Six. No, no, that's voyage home. That's okay. four. Undiscovered country is six. Five is uh, the final frontier, I believe. It's called. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, cause heaven, right? It's the final frontier, right? Right, yeah. Space, the final frontier, yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Heaven, the yeah. final frontier. <laughs> heaven. <laughs> Wait, go. Actually, okay. let me just clarify. So, what what movies have you seen of Star Trek, Eric? Uh, all the next gen ones and yeah. all the JJ uh, Abrams ones. Yeah, and, and obviously the ones we've watched together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one and two. Yeah, one and two, and that was. Uh, I seen three yet? No, I haven't seen three yet. We it's on the list. We have to. Yeah, do yeah, it. we're doing a sort yeah, of a movie and, uh, watch kind of thing. And we should invite Kelsey because mentioned, she mentioned, yeah, her, her dad was a big Trekkie, so she likes it. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. No, that would be great. Yeah, I gotta do it. But yeah, I, I still. So I ended up. Uh, so I haven't seen much of original series. Probably like seven or eight episodes. There's only eighty episodes total. Yeah. Um, I've been surprised because I've only seen like two or three, I think, of them. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed the ones that I had. I don't know if I could watch it all. They're good. They're sixty minutes, so the format's quite they're, long. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's your like standard 50, yeah. TV. Yeah, 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 but it's like it's it's hard to watch as a as a 2019 person. Yeah, it really is. The aesthetic is so interesting. To yeah, because they are just so. And I think I said this groovy. on the Kelsey episode. They're so groovy. They're <laughs> so groovy. <laughs> Very groovy. Well, I mean, that's because color TV just came out. So, like, how yeah, do we get the most out of this? Yeah. How do we get the most yeah. out of this product? How do we sell more color TVs? <laughs> it makes TNG feel very muted in color at points. Yeah. Uh, in comparison. Oh, yeah. And Discovery is even worse so. Because oh, Discovery is actually set in the same decade. and Or, as, or as just before. The original series. As the original series. Oh. And, yeah, there's not bright pink and bright orange and bright yellow on a spaceship. This is, no, this is a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to find those colors here. We don't need to sell any more color TVs. What we need to sell is subscription access to our Prime <laughs> yeah. panel. So come see the show that's gritty and dark in new ways, but yeah. yeah. Apparently in the new season, I am behind on Discovery, but apparently the new season very good, very well received, um, which it's the first season was not so. Yeah, A lot of people like the Orville. The Orville's really the spiritual successor to TNG in ways that no current Star Trek will go Yeah, uh, unle- until the Picard series comes back. Which will oh yeah, that's crazy. A that direct sequel to TNG. Yeah, I, what, the one thing is, like, how old is Patrick Stewart at this point? 80-something. Yeah, I'm like, I hope he goes on until so we can get a good conclusion, but it's like, that's a that's a risk there that they may not finish it, that he may just die in the middle of the series. Well, hopefully they build My a great ensemble hard. around him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, you broke everyone's hearts. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's well, a lot of- well, to be fair, also, Shatner's still alive. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the craziest thing is they rebooted the series twenty years after it first aired or whatever, and and Patrick Stewart's like five years younger, I think. Then that's it. Like <laughs> yeah. they're very comparable age for the yeah. captains. Yeah. Uh, and while they were making movies about Kirk retiring, <laughs> yes. they cast uh, Patrick Stewart. And movie, you do look at season one of TNG, and he looks younger. <laughs> he looks so much yeah. younger, um, but still gray, still not much hair, still bald. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's that picture of, I think it's, I don't know, it's, I think, I forget if it's a movie or if it's the inner light or something, where it's him 20 years older in like 20 years older makeup. All good things. Uh, and the finale. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen pictures of it, I'm sure. You won't, you won't have seen the episode. But... I, I've seen that picture mostly because they compare him to how he looks, because he looks more youthful than that in real life. Yeah, uh, which is great. I mean, he's got time before it's the, the straw hat wearing vineyard uh, yeah. guy. Well, Picard. One ironic thing is actually I saw that episode way before I saw most of the a lot of the rest of the series just because that's the way syndicated TV worked at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I had, I knew the ending before I saw a lot of the middle. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It doesn't really. It's episodic enough that it really didn't matter. Yeah. I, I feel like TNG to me. I don't know. It does feel episodic, and you don't need to know where everything is for. Ev- yeah. There are some episodes where you do, uh, like all, a lot of the Klingon stuff. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the episode called Starship Mine yet, where it's basically like Die Hard on a starship? Oh, you what? you know what? No, if you haven't seen Inner Light yet, it's the next season after Inner Light. Yeah. They had the same writer. The same writer, a guy named Morgan Gendel, wrote the Inner Light, also wrote the Starship Mine. Uh, can you, like, I want to remember it, so... They, uh, they adopted a space station to conduct a baryon sweep. Okay. Which is gonna? It's basically this line that goes through everything on the ship from stern to bow, yeah. or bow to stern. I forget uh, to clean because there's dormant radiation that eventually will cause a problem. They they need to get They're off the sterilizing ship. Sterilizing the They're ship. Sterilizing the ship. Thank you for yes. Yeah. And uh, so everybody needs to get off. Well, in the meantime, these terrorists, like three or four of them, are plotting to steal some shit from the warp core, I guess, or the warp core. So they sneak on when nobody's on the ship, but of course Picard was staying behind for some reason, like right before the sweep started. So he has to defend the ship, but he doesn't have his crew to rely on. He has to defend his ship against these uh, bad guys. Man, I don't remember that episode. Well, that sounds awesome. he tapes a couple phasers to them, his back. One of the actors who plays the bad guys is Tim Russ, who ends up playing Tubok. Oh in yeah, Voyager. Oh yeah. Okay, I do remember. Okay, he appears. In, he appears in various places. He's on a couple. He's in DS Nine uh, in the Mirror yes. Universe. He's one of the Mirror Universe guys on DS9. Yeah, and he's in, I think he's in, in Star Trek VI. I think he's in Undiscovered Country. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely, he's on the bridge or something. Yeah, yeah. And of but course, he's, has, the, he's the Vulcan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black Vulcan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was on um, somebody from the original series' ship, though, right? At one point? Like, he was on their crew? That uh, I may have been reading some things on Wikipedia. Undiscovered Country. He was on yeah. Undiscovered Country. He's in one of the ships. But it? also, there's an episode. Look, I may have... Um, uh, read ahead a couple things on Wikipedia. Uh, I do that too. Uh, I may have read that there's an episode called Flashback in Voyager where it shows him, I think, on Scott's ship or something. So they actually tied it back. That's right. They actually tied it back directly. Like Montgomery Scott? No, it, it's yeah, like, I think so. It could have been, or it might have been Sulu. I think it was Sulu. Cause it's Sulu. They You're right. Sulu it's Sulu. So like, you, you see him on the bridge in Undiscovered Country in Sulu's ship. That's uh, so they actually cool. years later they, they, they actually, made that Tuvok retroactively. Yeah, I think they must. Oh have my that. god, that's amazing. Yeah, 
That's awesome. Yeah, because like once you said that, I was like, yeah, that came all the way back. Yeah, because the Maquis. I mean, you're right at the point in TNG where the terrorists are becoming a thing. Like Ensign Row is the first, the first major Bajoran that you're gonna see. Yeah, and I heard uh, th- one of the reasons I know the name of this episode is because while I was doing a little of my Wikipediaing, uh, I noticed something about how Ensign Row is the episode that's the first appearance of some species that becomes more important. Yeah, so Maquis aren't necessarily species; they're more like a gang. More yeah, like a, a gang of rebels that are being misplaced based on the Cardassian occupation. Anyway, Tuvok's character is a Maquis uh, guy. Uh-huh. So, and then the basis for Voyager is essentially Starfleet officers and Maquis terrorists have to work together. When they're yeah, because they're out stranded in space. That and so that's cool. one of my God. favorite episodes of uh, Voyager is the one where they turn on that simulation. That's what if the Maquis don't like they end up taking over the ship or whatever. Oh, and they have to fight. I forget what it's called, but. Is this wait? Is, so there's a, there's an episode of Voyager where um, it's like a simulation thing, and it's a novel. It's like some type of weird graphic, some type of weird novel, and it's written by one of the characters that had died at this point, right? Yeah, Siska. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is that the same? Is, it's, it's, is that the same Siska. episode? Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, I, I, there's a great. I mean, there's a great line from there, which is like at the end, you know, like I, I don't want to spoil it, but the way she dies is hilarious. The, the holographic version dies is hilarious. And uh, and Janeway just says, "Well, you know what? I guess uh, Deus Ex Machina is a valid uh, is a valid plot device." <laughs> and I was like, "That's so funny! Yeah. It's so it's a great so that's pretty meta." Yeah. <laughs> All right, we should wrap up because we, we are we yeah. are like I think we break new broke new records on this one. We we okay. we've been talking a lot of Star Dude, Trek. We, we 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 break new records every episode. Uh, we have really long episodes. At this I don't point. envy your your editing at all. We don't really cut much out, okay. ever. We just, we just like, listen, oh, make sure everything sounds okay, and then write notes. Yeah. yeah. The processing, make sure that it's, sure. it's okay, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to time code it's, some of the Star Trek stuff, just for some people. so much fun. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming, yeah. Do you have anything to plug, specifically? Uh, I talked about the HR podcast. Definitely yes. anybody who's looking at uh, interviewing for a job, or building up a resume, or um, just HR, various HR topics. Workplace safety is the recent one, because we just said that. Remind us of the title, the uh, name of the podcast. It's called HR Unconfidential, and it's on. Uh, it'll be on. It's on all the places except Spotify because it's on SoundCloud, and Spotify doesn't like SoundCloud. Oh, so we so can't be on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, that's the one place you guys can't go. No. Chosen loops. Uh, but yeah, I got to plug uh, HR Unconfidential for sure, um, and my own personal Twitter actually just at. Uh, Spielerman, S-P-I-E-L-E-R-M-A-N, which is an old moniker that I gave myself because I actually talk a lot on podcasts. Cool. Guess, guess what? You go on, you go on a, a big spiel. Yeah, spiel. Yeah. My, my dad always wrote, writes the poor spiel, which is why uh, that comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> my dad keeps coming up this episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. You should have him on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to tell him to listen to this one because of all the Star Trek talk. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, Zach's dad. Uh, hi, dad. What's up? You better have listened to this. Uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't say anything that I wouldn't want him to hear. Who knows? I, mean, I don't can, think I did. You can listen and be the editor, so it's cool. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so plugs, plugs for us. Just come see me at Tribe Call Johnny Quest. We're Sundays at Comedy Clubhouse next two weeks. I guess it's going to be the next one week by the time this comes out. We're hip hop. We're a improv hip hop group, and I make the beats for them. Oh my God. And then Simply Sugar, Fridays at the Crowd, a great team. We do improv based on our environment. And yeah, Zach. 
Um, come see Party Barge at CIC, 9 p.m. We're part of the CODA. 9 p.m. on Sundays, part of the CODA. Uh, we're starting new places that aren't CIC, but yeah, if you hear the improv team Party Barge somewhere, we're, we're a real party. We're also a barge. Uh, <laughs> and at first place burger on twitter and instagram i don't post on either that much but just follow me oh also and we want to hear from you guys uh what are your favorite star trek episodes yeah yes. who's your favorite character if you made it all this all the way to here comment and yeah. uh, tell us your favorites on star trek favorite episodes favorite series favorite characters captains yeah 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 favorite know. captains favorite yeah just everything cool. movie all that. And what convention experiences have been your favorite? Yeah, yeah. I've never been. We I've never, never been. been. No, never what? Been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. Guys, I'll hook you up. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm such a big comic book fan. I don't know why I haven't been. I don't know, uh, especially to something like C2E. It will blow yeah. your mind. Uh, anyways, right. yeah. Let's... From uh, Eco Zach and Eric, we're signing off. Uh, bye now. Bye. bye. bye.